Listeners, you are now on the mark. Hope you're having a beautiful day, folks. Glad you're tuning in. We got a big-time show for you today. We got a guy coming on who is a major, major name in the country music industry. Based down in Nashville, Bobby the Iceman Golombowski. This guy, Benny, he's got it going on. He gets all the top artists. He's an old-school radio personality that makes it fun to listen to a show. He's got the voice, the charisma, and he plays some great songs. He's very plugged in to the country music scene down in one of the, you know, the country music capital, I guess, of Nashville. Oh, yeah, one of my favorite cities, Marky. I love that town, babe. In fact, if I was ever to move to the South, it would definitely be to Nashville. I hear that, and you know, they got a scene down there that's a, a unique scene, but very fun. People who've been there can't wait to go back. They talk it up in a big way. They usually describe it as, hey, it was one of the best weekends ever. It's our generation's New Orleans, in all seriousness, because it's cleaner, the city is newer, nicer, but it's the same exact atmosphere. You bounce bar to bar, no covers, live music. It's awesome. It's an awesome scene, and I'll tell you another cool part about Nashville. It is 70% bachelorette parties. If you're a single guy, it is your heaven. You can't help but be surrounded by bachelorette parties. Literally, you can't stand in a spot in a bar without three bachelorette parties being all around you. Yeah, it's like fishing with dynamite. It's insane. You just step in shit kind of thing. It is insane, Marky. I cleaned up. In fact, had an insane story. The first girl I hooked up with in Nashville, we were bouncing from one bar to another. She was holding up her drunk, passed-out friend on her shoulder, okay, waiting for a cab. I said some line about the passed-out friend. That turned into the girl talking about me eating her out, Marky. (laughs) And before you know it, I walk over to her and hook up with her as she's still holding up her drunk, passed-out friend. Ended up meeting up with her later that night after they got the friend home. Unfortunately, her mom was now out with the group, so it was a little (laughs) odd. This girl who was just talking dirty to me, introducing me to her mom an hour later. That one didn't necessarily work out, but we pulled another group of girls back to the house that night. 
Yeah, that's that legendary vacation stuff right there. It's cool, man. It's Great what, stories. It's what legends are made of. You know, and I'm going to be picking his brain about the yodeling Walmart kid who you know I love. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I know you, you enjoy him too. And of course, of course, the great, the legendary Johnny Cash. Oh, my guy, Marky. You, you know, know, I've been on a huge cash kick the yeah, last year. Yeah, when we're in the car, you put on that cash, Pandora or yes. Spotify, It, it makes you feel like you're in a Quentin Tarantino movie, babe. Yeah, talk about a great vibe. Oh, it's so cool, man. Yeah. I highly recommend that to everybody. Even if you're not a huge country or Johnny Cash fan, it sets the mood for a nice drive, yeah. especially in this nice weather. Speaking of on-the-mark Dons, Johnny Cash will be oh, on this week. Always, man. Always you know, good. Nobody will debate that. You know, we like to do uh, rapid fire with our guests, but Benny, there's a few topics we kind of want to cover real quick. Yeah. Uh, almost a rapid fire of our own. Let's uh, shoot. First off, Mike Bibby is now like looking like Captain Yoked. America or Yoked something up, like that. Man. You know, steroids are a hell of a drug. I was going to say, he's not getting tested by the league anymore. Yeah, That's well, what that said to me. I guess the big three doesn't test. Yeah. Because he played in the big three last year, that stupid basketball league on FS1. Well, if he's coming back this season, he really put in the work in the offseason. Yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> he man. He worked harder in the big three offseason than he did in NBA offseason. Yeah, there's a lot of NBA players that could take notes from this guy's offseason regimen. Yeah, for sure. He's uh, absolutely huge. His father was an assistant coach with the Sixers. I mean, he lived in the area. Absolutely. You know, he's... Um, Local legend. I'm calling it the curious case of Mike Bibby. I like it. I you like know? it. Because the curious case of Benjamin Button was kind of about his physical growth. Yeah, and that one stupid the... tattoo on his arm has disappeared. It, it doesn't yeah. make sense. And I always thought his tattoos were curious, that he really wasn't inked up at all, but he had his wrists and hands done. Uh, yeah, it didn't make any sense. I guess it was a basketball sense. thing, handling the ball. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he must have been very confident he was going to make the lead. You know, people forget he was on that Kings team that took the Lakers the Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals they in got 2002. Robbed. Yeah. The refs robbed them, yeah. man. The fix was in. Yeah. We're down to seven seconds. Bryant putting the move on Christie. So that's the Mike Bibby stuff, gang. That's a, a, the curious case of Mike Bibby for you. Then the Eagles uh, gave out those Super Bowl rings. I thought they were sharp, man. They did a nice job with yeah. them. Uh, the one thing I was saying to myself at the ceremony, uh, aren't these guys sick of listening to Meek Mill by now? Ugh, you would the think so. The same song, too. My, I know, Meek bro. Mill's got to be sick of performing it. Uh, I get sick of a song after one week of listening yeah, to it too much. Yeah, to it for like over a year straight now. It's, it's one of the reasons why I don't think this Eagles team's going to play as well as last year's Eagles team. And you magic can't in a keep, bottle. Yeah, you can't keep that going. Yeah, yeah. When the Meek Mill song is your fire, right, that's yeah. going to burn out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, you know, he's not in jail anymore, clearly. He was not to music. say that they're going to be bad, but, no, you no, know. No, they're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. And that song makes me a little, the lyrics make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Some uncomfortable word in that song it's not like this wholesome inspirational song it's kind of foul it comes at you hard yeah it comes at you hard but you know it is what it is it's not really the rap i get into i can see getting pumped up for a game yeah with it or you know the end of the season but they're at these like black tie affairs playing you know which was last night yeah the other night when they gave out the rings uh but and playing that grimy ass song put that song to bed guys 
And then they were at Noto. Rick Ross, Meek Mill, a bunch of the Eagles, a bunch of bottle rats and thoughts and wannabes and whatnot, but also some great people, I'm sure, that are looking to have a great time. I cannot blame them for wanting to have a good time. They earned it. They did. They earned the hell out of it. And I know the line was around the corner over there. Yeah, and then he performed the song again at the nightclub. Of course. And then this is what struck me the craziest. Rick Ross was doing a few songs, and he did the song uh, Jerry Jones Money, You Were yeah, Running yeah, Back. Yeah. Jerry Jones Money, nigga, you were running back. So he just insulted all the football players yes. there and talked about their biggest rival's owner. Say, Like, why didn't he just switch it up while in Philly and say Jeffrey Lurie Money? Could have easily done it. You a Super Bowl running back or something like that. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, just something to put a little bit of yeah, positive spin on it. It doesn't even matter if it rhymes all, perfectly. They know, appreciate it. Exactly. We all know, like, musicians, especially rappers, want to be athletes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these athletes, unfortunately, want to be rappers. Yeah. You would have thought, because, like, Lonzo so Ball. in that, it, with that exact lyric, Rick Ross is kind of throwing shade at professional athletes yeah. saying I'm more of a deal than you mm-hmm. I'm a bigger deal than you you would have thought in such like a pleasant atmosphere such as a unique celebration a special celebration that he would have cleaned that one up but you know why he didn't why I'm gonna tell you why because it would have been like him bowing down to Meek Mill mm-hmm. I'm in sure. your city yeah. I'm gonna be nice and kind and mm-hmm. cuddly for you no 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 Rick Ross remember he says he's the boss oh always so he he's not gonna cuddle up to Meek who really hasn't had a big song, Mm-mm. and before he went to jail was like a running joke after the Nicki Minaj breakup. Yeah, videos of him slip- videos pieces. of him slipping and falling. It was like a laughing stock on the internet. Uh, yeah, Drake dominated him. him. Still has three hits off of that disc. Nobody even knows Meek's diss track to Drake. Right, but long story short, that's my take on that. The Eagles hit a home run with the ring. I like the dog mask on the inside of the ring. Yeah, gotta go with Very that. Very unique. Uh, I'm not sure how, like, Howard Eskin got a ring. Right. And some other local people got the real ring and uh, not, like, an employee yeah, ring or, it. like, a courtesy-style ring with less diamonds. And But, you know, whatever. Good I'm just them. excited. God bless, I'm just like excited, Marky, for the 30th anniversary when they're still playing this Meek Mill track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the team 60, 70 yeah, years old. Yeah, the 58-year-old Jalen Mills is yeah. reacting yeah. to this. Right, with no more green hair. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for, like, the old head Eagles fans that, like, waited their whole life to see this. And then they finally see their team win it. And the celebration is, like, this foul, grimy rap song. I think the irony is Jalen Mills, by that point, will still have green hair. It will just cover the opposite parts of his head. Like a horseshoe. Instead of the, the mohawk, it will be a green horseshoe. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's that, gang. And, uh, all right, continuing this rapid fire here, Benny, we'll jump to uh, the Gotti movie coming out. Uh, So far, I've seen the viewers have been enjoying it, which is very cool. I like uh, John Travolta as Gotti. A lot of people don't. I mean, look, Travolta has New York ties. He's played a bad guy in movies for decades. He's played a socialite in many movies. So there's Saturday Night Fever. Um, which also, of course, encompasses the New York ties. Um, the, like I said, the bad guy, Broken Arrow, Swordfish, Pulp Fiction, Face Off. He's always had some charisma. He is Italian. Uh, he kind of, you know, I thought he looks like, I think, according to the movie poster and the trailer and the clips I've seen, I think he, they did make him look like Gotti. I'm very excited to see the movie. So I've heard that a few critics in Hollywood uh, haven't, 
been too fond of the movie, which, you know, to be expected. But this, it, that brought me to the greater picture. Who cares what these Hollywood critics think of a movie? They're, number one, most of them are weirdos, geeks, dorks. They can't relate to a movie like that anyway. And I'm not saying they're wrong in this instance. I'm just saying these are circumstances that can arise when they're evaluating many movies. Like, who are these geeks to tell us what's a good movie and what isn't? You know, uh, Scarface wasn't a well-thought-of movie. Apocalypse Now, Heat. The, the, um, a laundry list of movies were not well thought of by critics and went on to be like cult favorites and classics that have lasted for generations. I could care less what the critics say. Oh, I totally could care less. Between music and movies, I could care less what critics say. I'm going to make my own opinion, formulate my own opinion on the thing. I mean, don't forget, Rolling Stone said Layla was a bad song. Now it's one of the all-time classic rock classics. So... It doesn't matter what these experts, no matter who they write for, say. Right. And at the end of the day, even if it's not the greatest movie, or let's say it has some lagging parts, yeah, or yeah, some whatever. scenes that aren't don't make sense or don't add up, either way, I can get enjoyment out of a lot more than just the basic movie. You know what I mean? The base of the movie, I can look in depth behind the making of it. I appreciate Travolta's role. Appreciate stuff like that and like a movie that might be a B movie into an A movie. Absolutely. You know, there's other aspects of movies to enjoy and appreciate. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm, I'm going to go see it sooner than later. The gaudy HBO movie with Armand DeSanti was uh, fantastic. And that wasn't in theaters. That was straight to HBO. Armand DeSanti was a brilliant gaudy. Everybody knows that. Uh, it might be hard to live up to that, but Travolta, I think, has the intangibles to do it. Uh, I'm excited to see Travolta's role. I, I think he's going to do a great job, Marky. I mean, people bashed his Bob Shapiro in that OJ series, and I, I thought loved he was it. good. I loved it. Yeah, I've watched that series so many damn times. It's so entertaining. For yeah, me. and the bad movies that Travolta has been in, I don't think they were bad because of John Travolta. No, they were bad because it was a lower budget movie, and they used most of the budget to have Travolta be in the movie. Sure, you know, and. Um, you know, there's other things that go into that, but Travolta has been in some of my favorites. Well, at the same time, and too, let's what Freddie. Let's go back to what Freddie Prince Jr. said when we brought up Scooby Doo. They can laugh all they want. He made almost ten million yeah, off it. Yeah, exactly. So you could say it was a bad movie. Yeah, How much did he make they off could it? Call him, yeah, they were calling him Scooby at the. Uh, yeah, WWE. it's called show business, not show, show art, guys. Yeah, that's right. And here's the thing, man. Our VIP listeners loved Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And we loved Freddie not? Prince Jr. That was fantastic. All time. We have a ton of our VIP listeners now going over to listen to his podcast. Yeah. Now they're listening to that and not us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're listening to both. We're, we're, we got our niche loyal following, and of course we uh, appreciate and love you guys wholeheartedly. And we're thrilled you enjoyed Freddie as much as we did. Benny, I had people stop it in the bar, neighborhood guys that I told to give a listen to and girls. They stopped in the bar and they said, man, that was awesome. I had no clue he was like that. He is uh, such a great, down-to-earth, humble, smart, wise dude. Yeah. And I couldn't agree anymore. That's how I described him. Because I was telling people, don't listen to this show as doing me a favor. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about me. So listen to Freddie's one-hour yeah. talk with us. It's great. And all the um, diamonds you could take from that conversation. Seriously. Uh, it, it was nonstop entertainment, motivation, yeah. comedy. Yeah. He hit it all. And unique stories that nobody has ever gotten before. I agree. I agree. Nobody I don't know ever if he's got, ever told those stories before. Nobody ever got that Roger Rabbit story no. before. No. 
Seriously, man. That's no special. one else ever had Roger Rabbit on. Exactly. I know. What are the chances of that? Okay, let's break this down, folks. Freddie Prince Jr., uh, when he was 12 years old, lived with a former, um, lived with the voice of Roger Rabbit, who we formerly had on the show. So if you just want to mathematically break this down, you take all the celebrities in Hollywood that would be 15 years older. Age appropriate. Age appropriate to house a 12-year-old Freddie Prince Jr. So it's thousands, Mm -hmm. of course. Then you take the 20 to 50 guests, wherever you want to put it, the 50 guests we've had on this show. And you do the math there. It's insane. It's insanely small percentage. Yeah. And we get this golden story. So, guys, if you haven't listened, get on iTunes, get on SoundCloud. Be sure to listen to the Freddie Prince Jr. episode. It's It was a beautiful thing, Benny. It's one of my favorite episodes <laughs> by far, if not my favorite. And that's going to say a lot, Marky. And it is. It is. And I'm going to go this far, Benny. I'm going to go this far because this is how I believe in our product. It's the best podcast I've ever heard. I agree. It's the best episode, single episode of any single podcast yes. that I've ever heard. I, I totally agree. It's more entertaining than almost everything I listen to on a daily basis. Podcasts, TV shows, radio right. shows, whatever guys, you want. we're not always bringing you the bro-ish, frat-ish humor. No. I, we set out big time. When we set out to do this show, we wanted it to kind of be educational at times. Yeah. And we wanted it to be inspiring at times. I agree. Those were pillars that we kind of had set that we wanted to uh, translate and communicate to whoever listened. I think that's important. It is. Yeah. And you, people can appreciate hearing that on their commute home, their commute um, wherever, uh, their time in the office. Not every second of every day is this jolly, joyful, great, fun time. So it's nice to hear some voices with positivity. Yeah, and it's also always important to continue growing as a person and learning new things. No question about it. Now, speaking of other podcasts, me and Benny came up on something here, gang, to continue this rapid fire thing. The Barstool Curse. It's real. It's very real, guys. A lot of things they do over there is acid. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you two examples. I'll go in chronological, and then, Benny, I know you have a piece you want to add to this. Absolutely. First... They got on the Blake Bortles bandwagon and the Jaguars bandwagon heavily. The Blake Bortles versus Tom Brady AFC West AFC excuse me championship game. The boat versus the goat, and the Jaguars gang had that game won. Mm-hmm. It took an absolute fluke of curse style magnitude. Okay, a curse had to invoke this fluke. It was the barstool curse that kept the Jaguars and Blake Bortles out of that Super Bowl. If they don't get on Blake Bortles' jockstrap, I bet the Jags are in that Super Bowl. I could see it. Why not? Yeah. They were phenom- They had the game won. Uh-huh. All right? And now Tiger Woods out here at Shinecock. He's been horrible. You know, Terrible. a lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys are struggling out there. But Tiger struggled a little bit before this too. Mm-hmm. And you know, Barstool's been on his on his jockstrap very heavily. You know, t- Tiger's the man. You know, I love Tiger. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and hot blondes. Mm-hmm. But he has faltered big time. Like kind of getting back to like an embarrassment 
stage almost yeah this weekend was tough but I, I agree he did not have a good performance he was not a good tiger this weekend now benny you raised another good point you know because we don't have time to study everything that barstool does no but you raised another good point about the chicks in the office chicks in the office and i dig the chicks in the office i like a little pop culture yeah, the girls cool. take on stuff they're cool girls i i appreciate their takes on stuff a it's lot essentially of times. our idea with even less sports and two girls. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know we, what we don't we offer the girls' perspective. What we but... developed three and a half years ago. Exactly. We they kinda... just replaced me and you with two girls. Yeah, essentially. But that's okay. I still think we do it better than them, yeah, Marky. Yeah, sure. But they curse the hell out of any relationship they talk to. I see it at least once a week. They post a video saying somebody blank and blank is in a relationship. Before you know it, within a week or two or a month, they're now having a video of them breaking up, and they're going right back to them talking about them getting together and how happy they were. They're a curse, man. And, Marky, I just thought of another one. Honestly. Terry Rozier and these Boston oh, Celtics. Oh, yeah, of course. How we forget that? Scary Terry. Yeah, yeah. They rode that train all the way to LeBron's sticking it up their ass. Yeah, a weak, weak LeBron team. Yeah, a weak LeBron team ass. down they were down in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down, down at least 3-2, Boston had that series <laughs> to be won. Yeah. Had Barstool not jumped in and rode the coattails. Sure. I mean, not to mention how we forget the Patriots losing the Super Bowl. Absolutely. You, you know, know because he was posting videos all during yeah. that Super Bowl. Yeah, there were mainly Patriots fans up there. Henry Lockwood, Portnoy, a lot of Patriots guys up there. Uh, Barstool, uh, Big Cat, loves the Bears. They're one of the worst teams in football. Yeah. And I'll say this, Post Malone hung out with them the other week, I believe. Out of nowhere, he gets more face tattoos. Yeah, I'm not saying that's a curse, but it's not positive either. Always tired. He'll, which I appreciate, but... I'll regret that one. Oh, for sure. I'll regret that one. It just, it, Post Malone realizes he has to keep up, in a sense, with some of these other new age rappers that all have their face tattooed. Yeah, the XXL freshman class who literally... I didn't even look at that. I saw that, but I... I looked at the cover because it was a joke. But Just the clowns that are on this. Our guy 69 wasn't on it. Uh, that, that's the biggest joke, but I heard they didn't put him on because they're scared of all his actions. They thought that maybe he would start killing the people in the concert, or people would be coming at, to the concert to kill him. Yeah. They're afraid to let his location be known. His videos are very gang-related. I actually watched some for sheer amusement. Oh, I, I usually uh, my, watch my, them I, for sheer amusement. My, I lost, like, a significant brain cell count when I watched yeah. these videos. Oh, I, he's horrible. I saw the videos of him throwing the money in the street, too, after he... Uh, I, I guess they went... The, the, the record broke a... It, they broke some type of record. And, uh, yeah, he... I saw the money, throwing the money. I guarantee there's somebody behind the camera picking that fucking money up. Absolutely. Or it's just fake money. Or it's, or it's just yeah. fake video money that yeah, you can yeah. buy fucking a thousand he worth for ten bucks. He doesn't have it like that. Look, I'm sure he got a great cash advance. Uh, I'm sure apparently he made money in the streets. I was going to still... say, that money's getting flipped in the streets. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but you still don't have it like that. I agree. And he's just a moron. Yeah. He's yeah. literally the biggest moron. Yeah. And now he's running city to city because he's hunting other rappers and they're hunting him god i can't wait till he gets popped oh man and i don't root for people to go down like that but him well that's the only thing that's a real rap beef when somebody gets shot other than that drake versus Pusha T, all that nonsense wake me up when somebody gets shot other than that i don't care about two poets writing poems towards one another i hear you one of the reasons i love bobby Schmurda 
was because he was the real deal, yeah. man. Yeah, seriously. He's uh, sitting in a cage now. Forever. That's what being a real deal gets you. Free Schmurda, man. Yeah. Free Bobby. Uh, but whatever, you know, is what it is. We we hopefully have a country music guy coming on. We're talking about a lot of hip-hop, but uh, it is what it is. Gang, when we get back, hopefully I have for you the Iceman. If I fall through, we'll take the conversation elsewhere. On the mark. It's Mr. Iceman to you. Well, about the time my daddy left to fight the big war, saw my first pistol in the general store. In the general store when I was 13, thought it was the finest thing I ever had seen. I asked if I could have one when I grew up. Mama dropped a dozen eggs and she really blew up. She really blew up and I didn't understand. Mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand. She really blew up and I didn't understand. Mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand. The devil's right hand, the devil's right hand. Mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand. My very first pistol was a cap and ball coat. Shoot as fast as lightning, but it loads a mite slow. It loads a mite slow, and I soon found out it can get you into trouble, but it can't get you out. Then I went and bought myself a Colt 45, called a peacemaker, but I didn't know why. I never knew why, and I didn't understand, cause mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand. I never knew why, I didn't understand, mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand the devil's right hand the devil's right hand mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Iceman, we're in studio here at On The Mark. We've got the show rocking and rolling. We're ready for you to join us. Uh, just reach out when you're ready, pal. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Sweet setup, Iceman. Man, Benny, we just can't seem to bring in the Iceman. Yeah, man, the Iceman's a busy guy. You know, he's got a tough schedule sometimes. Hopefully, uh, he'll give us a call one of these times, Marky. Yeah, he, you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, getting his paws on uh, the new top country music hit. He's got that top 40 list. It's actually very uh, well-respected, and it gives artists major recognition. It's, it's a big deal to be on his top 40. Absolutely. And one of the cool things Iceman does is he brings on people that might not be the most household name or even giving people their first shot. There's a lot of these musicians who come out and say, if it wasn't for the Iceman, we would have never gotten plays like we did and become what we did. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why we can't wait, gang, to have him on and uh, pick his brain a little bit for the VIP listeners. Yeah, it's cool when a big time guy like that gives little people their shot. Now, speaking of rock and roll, Benny. As you know, I just stayed at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was there, found out they're closing down shortly because what's his face from uh, Virgin Mobile uh, brought it, bought it rather. Branson. Uh, Branson. Richard, is that his first name? Richard Branson. Yeah, yeah. Richard Branson bought it. Dick Branson. And they're, yeah, and they're making it uh, a Virgin property. 
what that is going to entail, I don't know. Not sure if it's going to have a casino floor or not, but it's certainly going to have spa, restaurant, entertainment, and hotels. And I know they're expanding on all the unused property that Hard Rock had out in Vegas. Now, here's a good thing for our neck of the woods. Hard Rock Atlantic City opening later in June. It looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's another step that we talk about every now and then to bringing AC back. Sure. And we're not saying we got to bring it back to the Boardwalk Empire days, but it helps make that city relevant again. Absolutely. It's important. It is. And it's uh, on the Boardwalk, the location. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's going to be beautiful. And the Hard Rock does it right. They're... They're going to have the entertainment. From what I've heard from people that are work there now, uh, that are getting ready for the soft opening and the official opening, the girls there are beautiful. Well, we have a couple of VIP listeners in the Philadelphia Carpenter Union, and they were in charge of getting that thing together. And from what we hear, it's fantastic. I've seen some pictures they've sent me. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I can't wait to... It, you know, and I rarely do this because I have so many places I could stay down the Jersey Shore. But I can't wait to get a room there for a night or two. Oh, I always do AC nights. In. Yeah, I love AC nights. In fact, uh, this upcoming month is going to be a big AC month for me. I already know it. So I'm going to be making a few trips, and best believe the Hard Rock will be one of them. Yeah, they're on the list for sure. It's just another good piece of the puzzle for Atlantic City's comeback. Mm-hmm. I want to see that city do good, man. Me too. And I, I can't help but think that the city is going to start thriving now that the gambling with sports and everything is good. Yeah. They can utilize that once the weed starts getting pumped in. The weed money yeah, yeah, starts yeah. helping everything. Now you can feed more money into AC and have it grow even better and bigger. Not to mention uh, the, the casino hotel formerly known as The Revel is now a new spot. Mm-hmm. Has a real simple name, Ocean something, I don't know. But you know, that's a, that was a great looking property. It was that fantastic. That was Vegas quality. The problem is is that they were kind of charging Vegas prices yeah. and I remember in the beginning yeah. it was a two night minimum, minimum 500 a room. Yeah, joke, joke shit. It's insane for AC. Yeah, it's a joke. I could stay all week at the Borgata you, you for can, 500 You can book a trip somewhere. It's a joke. I know. That's why it failed. And the location kind of sucked, but that can be remedied. Yeah, the location isn't even the worst part because other than the boardwalk, AC isn't that walk-around type town. You know, and I don't care what anybody thinks of this, but AC just needs to continue to de-ghetto-fy. Yes. You know, and that's the bottom line. It's very important. And that's not a racial thing. That's not anything other than when you're talking about the uh, reclamation project, when you're talking about urban development, you gotta de-ghettofy. I totally agree. I mean, that ghetto is honestly the hardest part for AC growing, but at the same time, it's not an impossibly sized ghetto to fix. Yeah, in exactly. All honesty. You can have the outskirts still have their problems here sure, and there, sure. but as long as your main strip or two can look presentable yeah. and you can go a few blocks, two... make a wrong turn or two, yes. and not wind up at a crack house. Right. Right. A wrong turn or two on foot also. Yes. Not in your car, on yeah. foot. You know, there's too much um, garbage on the main strips out there. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And it's you can have a disgusting. little bit of garbage. Yeah, it's kind of but disgusting. But not that much garbage. The problem is a town like AC needs to give a feel of like, 
freshness you right. know you need you're down the shore it's fresh it's exciting right. it's fun to be a part of and it's tough when you're driving to your casino and you see all of that trash and all of that garbage and you're not worried driving by these people but all, at the all same that time graffiti, all, yeah all you never know what heads. can happen yeah you never not, know what not, can happen and when you're paying 500 a night for a room you're not expecting or wanting to fucking see that. Uh, absolutely, five hundred room. If I'm paying eighty bucks a room, I don't want yeah, to fucking see that. I know, and you know it's a beach town. You're expecting nature, beauty. Yeah. I mean, and you it's know, not far away. That's the problem. And I'll tell you what, though, the Hard Rock will bring in some of that New York crowd, the mm -hmm. Connecticut crowd. They'll bring that down. Uh, it's a good addition. It's funny now that we're talking about AC. Just this week. I was scrolling through something like the 10 most underrated restaurants in America or some spots along those, something along those lines, yeah. some kind of list like that. And the Baltimore Grill oh, love it. right next to love the it. Trop was on that list. And I was shocked. I've never been there. Oh. I've always wanted to give it a try. It, it's a South Philly place down the shore. Been going there my whole life. Uh, great clams and spaghetti, a couple other nice options. It's a South Philly place in AC, you know, because AC had a strong Italian community. Sure. And uh, still does to an extent, mm -hmm. Bettner and whatnot, Margate. But it's it's a classic spot. You have to get there. I mean, that sign is classic. I it's know. I, I've bold. always wanted to go there. We'll go. But at the same time, it goes back to that ghetto. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks you know a little I mean? seedy. It looks a little seedy. But it's seedy. not. It Once looks you're in cool. there. Yeah, yeah. Except for the fact that what it surrounds. Now, if across the street was some, like, hipster bars and it was a cool scene on that street, People I'd be much be, less right. intimidated to walk into that Baltimore right. Grill. No, we got we got to go there. Don't be intimidated. That's a great spot. It's a South Philly spot down the shore. I'm a huge fan. It's just a classic. It's a last of a dying breed type of place. Now, the thing about food, when you talk about restaurants and location, people will go anywhere for good food. People will risk it. They'll go to a mom and pop type place in the hood for yeah. a good. Oh meal. yeah, absolutely. So that's one industry that kind of defies location, location, location. In my eyes, I agree. But now I want to say there's a small point. Now I don't really like a sit down, a official sit down right, restaurant, maybe a sandwich shop or a bar. Or in a seedy neighborhood. Yeah. But yes, a sandwich shop, a little like Jamaican joint, you yeah. know what I mean? A Chinese restaurant, you might catch some hidden gems. Sure, right. But I, I like to be in and out. Yeah. Because you don't know what can yeah, happen yeah, when you're I, sitting I, at I a table that. for two hours. I'll go as far as to say this though, Benny. I don't think that area of AC is really an issue where Tony's is. Mm. He's got the trop right there, uh, the uh, uh, Duck Tavern. Is it the worst? No. Right. But right. by the same token... Yeah, no, I'm with you. It, it, it's not... I'm with you. It's I, not I the street what, I want to be on. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. It's not necessarily the most inviting bar to walk into. A lot of work to be done in AC, but they're taking some steps. And the country yeah. is taking some steps to, to mm -hmm. help in Atlantic City. I agree. How do you waste all that infrastructure? I, I think that it's going to boom. It's going to boom soon. Yeah. That, that would be... Uh, Prime, this would be prime time to get some real estate, an oceanfront condo. Absolutely. Probably get it for like 220000 Yeah. And let's be honest, in two to six years, Trump's going to be leaving office. And before you know it, he'll be probably buying another casino when that when AC is starting to take off. Or his son will. Or yeah, exactly. Somebody, yeah. No question. There is, a, you know, there's a lot of play. So it's, it's good stuff. Man, we're still waiting for the Iceman to hit us back. 
What do you think, Benny? Are we going to get him? I don't know. He's keeping us on ice right now, Mark. Yeah, we're totally on ice. Yeah. Freezing. <laughs> it's totally. I know. I mean, I was hoping to get this interview done. I was going to go see Gotti. I was going to go to the gym. I got had Dave a, Matthews tickets today, babe. I got a, I had a late night last night uh, behind the bar out in Wildwood. Come see me at the Inlet on Old Gang. I'll be uh, I'll be there this summer. It's, uh, it's a good time. I love going down the shore, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, The summer's here. You know, this neck of the woods, we only get a couple months of nice weather Seriously. a year. Uh, the rain has been atrocious, so I'm looking forward to some bright, sunny days. I'll tell you what, the heat really hasn't been too bad this summer, man. It's really been no, pretty nice. No, because of all the rain cooling everything down. Yeah, I mean, the rain sucks, but it, we really haven't gotten hit with that really hard heat yet. You're right. Oh, you're right. We will. I hope we do. I I'm want sure some of it. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Benny, get us the break. Play a Johnny Cash or a country tune to uh, ease our VIP listeners' woes about the Iceman. And uh, when we get back, gang, more on the mark. Deal you all my life. If I hadn't shot Podelia, I'd have had her for my wife. Delia's gone. One more round. Delia's gone. I went up to Memphis and I met Delia there Found her in her parlor and I tied her to her chair Delia's gone, one more round, Delia's gone She was low down and trifling and she was cold and mean kind of evil make me want to grab my submachine. Delia's gone, one more round, Delia's gone. First time I shot her, I shot her in the side. Hard to watch her suffer, but with the second shot she died. Delia's gone, one more round, Delia's gone But jailer, oh jailer Jailer, I can't sleep Cause all around my bedside I hear the patter of Delia's feet Delia's gone One more round Delia's gone So if your woman's devilish you can let her run or you can bring her down and do her like deal you got done deal you's gone one more round deal you's gone deal you's gone one more round deal you's gone hello Iceman you are now on the mark you've been ducking and dodging us what? Oh, man, I'm telling you, it wasn't my fault. There was a fireball uh, tractor trailer that tripped o- that tipped over at Nashville, and I'm trying to get some of the remains of it and take it home with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. Uh, look, what do you got lined up this weekend? What's going on in Nashville? Uh, my producer, Just, my co-host, Benny, he loves that city, man. I'm telling you, man, it's a great city. Good to talk to you guys. Going to put together my syndicated radio shows i have a couple of events to attend i have a songwriting contest i'm judging 
man, I love it out here. There's always something to do. Now, I got to ask you, Iceman, what's it like, okay, being a, a Providence, Rhode Island neighborhood guy and then heading down to Nashville and being such a big part of this country music scene. I mean, it's really, in my eyes, polar opposite worlds. What was that transition like? Well, what sparked that for you? First of all, it is because people down here talk funny. No one sounds like me, so I right. can't understand that, you know. But yeah. it, it, it is, man, for a guy that grew up on, on Federal Hill and Providence, you know, listening to Sinatra in the old neighborhood and then coming down to Nashville and having all this this thing happened with new country. And the reason I got into it was I saw there were so many independent artists that were really good and were not getting the due that they deserved. There were so many of them. So I started playing them and, and I did it out of Rhode Island for several years, Mark. And I just said, you know, in order to really make it happen, I got to come down here and, and do my thing. And it's, and it's cool because it's unique. Like I said, there's, there's no one that does country radio that sounds like a cross between Wolfman Jack and Joe Pesci. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> totally. We have a lot of fun with it, but being here allows me to interview the artists and see a lot of people coming in because this is where it's all happening. This is the heartbeat of country music. How often and, uh, do you get called a Yankee? All the time, man. It's like, you know, they just, uh, you know, or people are going to say, when do you think you're going to lose your accent? I'm like, never. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's a beautiful accent. Yeah, no, it is. So they're getting, they're getting used to it, you know. But, but yeah, all the time you do, but people see what I have going on and, you know, you gain their respect. Yeah, because they see what you're doing for kind of their brand, their community. Really, their people kind of, in a sense. Yes. And, and then they, you know, it takes a little bit for them to, to realize it. Cause at first, like, who's this guy that sounds funny from up north? What is he doing in Nashville? Right. But when people see what we have going on and the good we're doing, and you know, I was the guy that played people like Marin Morris and Luke Combs and Kane Brown. I played them well before radio got a hold of them. So, so when you do it, you know, that's what makes it all worth it. You have a, uh, you have the ear then. That's what. Yeah, that's, they, who's your favorites yeah, in that uh, country scene? Right, and and you know people like we we played people like Midland and Luke Combs and the rest of them, but they say say they say that you know oh the Iceman's the man with the golden ears. Well, maybe I can cut one off and sell it, but I'll try <laughs> that. No, let me let me pull off a Picasso. Right. But yeah, it's weird because I get over eight hundred songs a month to listen to. I play less than two percent of them. Um, you know, if my say, if my mother made a song with Kenny Rogers and I didn't like it, I'd say, Mar, I love you, but I'm not playing you. Fair. Um, you got to listen to every song because you never know when you don't want to miss anything. You All know. Right. You well, let me ask you, know. you about let me ask you about an up and comer here, a, a guy who's got a kid who's got a lot of recognition, the yodeling Walmart kid. <laughs> listen, I think he's a something. talent, Ice Man. I do. Let me tell. Well, let me tell you something. I went to Yo I went into Walmart and yodeled in college well before him, but the only thing I did was got arrested. So <laughs> I I, <laughs> I you know, Mason Ramsey, yep. man, the kid listen, you know, whether you like it or not, the kid wound up being found. He went over and made a record with one of the Florida Georgia line guys wrote. Good for him, man. You know what? It's what it's all about. This is why we live in this great country, man. And I see people that love it. 
people that are going, well, what's he doing? Listen, man, just enjoy it. The kid did something and it went viral. It's something we all want to happen. Oh, and that's the song's the not bad. You know what? His, his song, The Little little, little Man Doesn't, that's a, the song is pretty good, man. I played it on the air and he's, he's at the CMA Awards and the Grammys and yeah. the, He's all over the place, man. And Performed I'm at Coachella. Well, hey, that, that yeah. kind of tells me what I need to know. I mean, you're the man with the golden ears. You played him on your show. He's got to be decent. I, I legitimately think he's kind of good, at least the one or two songs he has. The song that the label sent to me that he put out after they found them, they did a good job, man. It's a cute little song, and it's not a novelty where a lot of times young kids will send music out. It's because they're young and cute. You know, yeah. that doesn't cut it. He does, man. The, the kid, they're calling, you know, he's like the little Hank Williams Jr. He's like mini Hank Jr. That's yeah. what they call him. Uh, yeah. Monday Night Football hasn't been the same since Hank Williams, since they don't play that Hank Williams song anymore. I love that Let me that tell song. you, the, the, two, the two downfalls of Monday Night Football, Hank's song being taken off and Howard Cosell not on there uh, anymore. Of, of course. Talk, <laughs> you, you, have a, you have a great voice, Iceman, but so did, so did Cosell. Uh, a voice it, it means was. a lot, man, especially with sports. Yeah. yeah, no, man, I'm telling you. But the Hank theme, yeah, exactly, man. It, it, that was Monday Night Football. Uh, it was and, legendary. It got you pumped yeah. up. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I think I'm the first person I see when I get done with this interview, I'm going to just blindside them, man. Yeah. Put a football helmet on, man. I'm ready. It fires you <laughs> up. Now, yeah. at what age did you say, uh, you know, I'm not really a Sinatra, Dean Martin, Tony Bennett guy. I'm a country guy. What age did you figure oh, that out? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you something. Okay, a lot of people don't know this, and I'll give you the scoop. I grew up listening to, um, you know, the classic rock is probably one of my favorites. So here's the thing. If we had this call seven years ago, why, I don't know why we would, because I wasn't even on the air then. You tell me seven years ago, Iceman, what do you listen to the most? I say, well, I listen to anything, but not really country. It's, that's, Interesting. That's and I became an expert in it in the last six years, man. So it, 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 I mean, I still listen to cash and, but I wasn't that big fan. But when I started doing it with the new artist, I realized how great this genre really is. Um, so, so up but, until like six years ago, I really wasn't dabbling in, in country, not, not even close doing the newer artists. That's very, very intriguing to hear. So yeah. that, that's kind it, of like a lesson for a lot of us to learn that you can get into something later in the game and you, you could master it and, and you could become an right. asset towards any industry later in the game. It, yeah, you know, my, it's your passion. It's how you it's, – it's your work ethic. And, it, and, it's, and I do love it, man. I'll tell you, the, the music is just great and, and the whole genre is great. I wanted to do radio since I, I was uh, eight years old back in 2001. Nah, you're not buying that, are you? No, I'm not. I was about to say. <laughs> I to do, listen, when I was a kid, <laughs> the two things I loved most was radio and hockey, and that's why the Iceman came. And then ah. in, in, in the mid-'80s, I went to school for radio. Um, loved it. I knew that's what I was meant to do, but it wasn't until 2013 where I said, you know what, I'm going to cash out, take everything I have, and I'm going to build this brand uh, of radio. Just doing my style is – the old days. If, if I could do a show for three hours and play great music, control the show, 
entertain you, make you laugh, and forget about all the problems in your life or what's going on in the world. I've done my job, just like the guys back in the days, the Wolfman Jacks, the Casey's, Alan Freeze. That's how I approach radio. Yeah. I don't look at it as 15 seconds in between each song to tell you what the weather or traffic is. That's right, not- right. And, man, I was right. listening because uh, I got on your website, which is uh, some good content, man, and I listen, and it is entertaining. And guess what? I'm a... Novice to country music. I do like Johnny Cash. I do hear country songs from time to time that I can appreciate and enjoy. But I enjoyed some of those songs you were playing, man. That was good stuff. I, I'm not just saying that. Thank you. That Those artists, how I look at music, when I get new music, I say if this was on mainstream radio, because, well, my, state, my shows are played on FM, but if this was on a station that just played Jason Aldean, and after played Carrie Underwood, would this song fit in and keep the keep the groove going, or would people tune out? I if, I would say this, from what I heard, it would keep it going. Right, that's how I determine one of my things of determining a good song. So those songs are my top forty. I tell you, most of them, if not all of them, could be played on terrestrial. But it's it's the you know we know the radio business. It takes more than just a good song to to get on a chart or get played on radio. Oh, no doubt about um, it. Now, how you did know, you finally get syndicated? When when you said, "Hey, I'm taking this to the next level. I'm all in." How did the final the, the syndication come about? Well, well, what happened was when I started doing this, like I said, five, 2013. I'm I'm in a closet in my house in Providence, doing the show with the cell phone headset. And my mother was my only listener, and I still had to pay her to listen. Right. And and I I broadcast I took it like I was broadcasting to the world, and and people just started saying, "Hey, this guy sounds different, but he's making radio fun." So what happened was a couple of years later, I started having all these stations all over the world saying, "Hey, I want to play a show," and and we'd send it to them each week, and we still have a bunch of affiliates that do that. And, and a couple of them are FM and now being with, you know, managed by WBA entertainment here in Nashville, um, great management company that I'm with, they're stepping up the syndication and we're going out, you know, we're going out in a big way. I mean, we're, I'm hitting 140 countries, um, people in 140 countries have, you know, hear this broadcast. They're really stepping it up because I not only do a top 40 show, I do a primetime show. I do a top 10 show. I do a classic rock show that people love because I used to be on an FM station in Rhode Island. So we have all these shows and it's different than anything that's out there. Oh, no doubt. And And, and people want to play it. And you have that unique delivery that uh, people down south can relate to. People all over the country can relate to. Uh, you're, you got a very marketable thing going on and, uh, you know, I can certainly appreciate that. And I know Benny can too. Now, let me, let me get with you here on the nickname, the Iceman. I know you said you got that from, uh, playing hockey, but you're also aware that was, that was a nickname for a big time serial killer that they made a movie after recently. Listen. You want you gotta. I can't say anything unless my attorney sitting next to me tells me. <laughs> no, you don't want me to discuss the killings. Okay, no, he told me I can't do. No, it's it's funny because you know Chuck Liddell is the Iceman. You had the Iceman in uh, Top. That's Top. right. If you're a music fan, Jerry the Iceman Butler in the doo-wop days. I love doo-wop music. The, right. It was hockey. 
and and radio and and a while back before I was doing radio, they just called me the Iceman, and I'm like, you know, I when, forgot when Liddell was the Iceman. He was Liddell. just at a Phillies game with Miles Teller in L.A. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. When your name's Robert Golomboski, you can't use it on radio. So yeah, you've got to come now, up with something different. Now, are you Polish? <laughs> I'm half Polish and half Italian. I want to beat somebody up. So, I forget who. So that was my one of my questions I had to ask. What was it like having that Polish name in one of the strongest Italian neighborhoods, Italian-American neighborhoods, really uh, in the country? I was one of the boys, man. I grew up there, and I was just a you know that that was it. I I I didn't really get slack from it, which was good because they... you know Federal Hill back in the day, man. And the listeners from there, that was the best place, man. We all grew up, we we're all tight knit, and I didn't catch too much slack from it. And I was just back there for my daughter's graduation. She graduated high school, and I saw the guys from the old neighborhood, and man, it's so cool that you know the respect you know, for what I've accomplished, but they know, you know, the Iceman's the radio guy. I say I'm just a regular guy from the neighborhood doing what I love. Yeah, no That's doubt. I love, I love hearing that. Cause you know, for our VIP listeners who don't know, Federal Hill's a neighborhood that's on par with Bensonhurst in Brooklyn, Howard Beach in Queens, South Philly. I mean, that's a very strong, strong yes. Italian neighborhood. And, and you know what? I always say this, man. I say, listen, if I get Alzheimer's later in life, God forbid, I just want to remember my times as a kid on Federal Hill, man, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Because it was nobody. It was nothing like no other. And uh, it was, man. It, but it, the funny thing about it is I tell everybody they could have shot the movie Bronx Tale in Federal Hill because we had the characters and the going ons and the whole. It, it was great. I wouldn't trade that for anything that's, in the world. That's what I. Yeah. And I would describe it the same way. Absolutely. Right. Uh, that's good stuff, man. Now, what do we like your top 40 list? That's very, um, you know, that's a very significant thing to be on. People are paying attention to that. How often they, do you put out your top 40? OK, as a matter of fact, you're hearing this first. The the top 40 now is the show, but we're going to put out a top 80 chart every week because there's a lot of great songs on there. And you can go and hear it on the affiliates or check the chart out on the Iceman.net. Um, but we do the top 40 show every week. It's a weekly show. There's a formula that I use. Nobody else uses that. It's not a voting chart. It's not a chart that people can I say, man, you can't cry, complain, or send your good-looking cousin to my house. That's not going to get you on the chart. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's something, it's something that I put together, and I look at a bunch of parameters, what the artist is doing, how good the song is, social media presence, how many requests. That comes out every week by Monday night. The new show and chart is out. Um, and then I got a couple of other shows that come out weekly. But the top 40, people have said it like, oh, my God, I got to be on this chart. And you know, I just do what I love. I mean, some people love me, and then if they don't get on the chart, I, they, they say I'm responsible for the Hindenburg, the Titanic, and right, everything else. Right. That's um, why I said a lot it, of people down there and, and all around are paying attention to your charts. Yeah. That what, a, Even when, what an awesome the, accomplishment, man. One of the best things that I saw was there was a guy that writes with Jason Aldean's producer, and he was on my chart. He made it to one. He was top five. I won't say his name, great guy. And he sent me a message once saying, you know, and this was before I moved here last year. They go, I'll tell you what, P 
people in Nashville and Music Row are looking at your chart and what you're doing because Jason Aldean's producer just sent me a message saying you're number five on the Iceman's chart this week. There you go. There's That's the testament to it. Yeah. That's it because I look for the best music. That's why I was able to play Kane Brown and Low Cash and those other artists before they were heard. It wasn't because I was getting them to promote me because they weren't. I'm just out to get the best music. Yeah. Everything else will fall into place. The man and with the golden ears. The go- Want to buy one? I give it to you cheap. <laughs> and that's what, you know, we talk about here at On The Mark, and we try to relay this message uh, to people that when you just follow your passion and you have a tunnel vision towards your goals and your passion and you're just acting out and pursuing that, everything else falls in line. Yes. Yeah, and you have the passion. You're right. a prime example of that. Now, who's your favorite non-country music artist? Uh, let me tell you, brother, I'm a classic rock guy. Ben, the seven, Frampton. I love Frampton. You know, Pink Floyd. I mean, if you want to go back to classic rock, man, those are the, those, that's the music I listen to when I'm not doing the country thing. I just love gotcha. the 70s. Let me tell you something. I'm so diverse in music. One of my, I think one of the best songs in history is Billy Paul, Me and Mrs. Jones. Right. I got so many, but but you know the classic rock thing, man. That's 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 a love of mine. That just that's why I do a show, and you can hear it when you do the show. That's that's a love of mine. So I, I'm I'm big into the old, the, you know, the bands from back in the day. Oh man, yeah, and that's totally understandable. I think a lot of people are right there on on the same page with you. Now, leave our VIP listeners with this, Ice Man. If they were down in Nashville for a weekend, what's the things they got to do while they're down there? Where do they got to get a beer at? Where do they got to get some barbecue at, or try to talk to a pretty blonde? They, well, they did. If they're gonna do all that and they're a weekend in Nashville, they better they better call me to take me along. All right. But outside of that. I love, I mean, there are different places, man. I was just at Edley's Barbecue a couple of days ago down in East Nashville. I love that place. You've got to go to Lower Broadway, man. I tell you, you know, Jason Aldean's place just opened. And, Very and cool. Big Red, Blake Shelton's place, and the Florida Georgia Linehouse, and Allen. You've got to go to Lower Broadway and just take it all in and have a bunch of fun. Eat barbecue, though. But I'm going to give your listeners some advice as a guy from Federal Hill. If you come on vacation, you come to Nashville and you're missing the Italian stuff, Coco's on 51st makes you think you're back on Atwell's Avenue. It's a restaurant, it's a deli, it's a market, and they have bocce courts in the front. And that's where I go when I get home. Coco's on 51st. Is there an Italian population down there? I assume no Italians uh, except you. I think so. No, there's a few, man, but none of them are hardcore like me and admit it. You know, there are you but you know and i met like i said i was with peter frampton's bass player the other night we went out to eat we hung up and he is an italian guy we were talking about some of the old stuff he knew federal hill so if you look hard enough you'll find them right right but uh i gotta say it man i i love it here it's like my second home federal hill always gonna be my first home but i love it here in nashville the people are nice there's so much to do and you know it's great, but yeah, you guys come down here, check out Coco's for the Italian. You, barbecue places are great, and, and Lower Broadway, man, there's some great places to listen to some great music and have some fun. Yeah, that's amazing right there. And Look, I hope the, I hope the blondes are out while I'm down there. I can't wait well, to get down look, there. Look, 
Well, you know, you know, look me up, man. We'll go out and we'll have some fun together. We'll find them. We'll find them. <laughs> no, they're right. Let me say, I'm a beautiful woman out here too. So beautiful, yeah. I love well, they, it. They are. Ice, Ice Man, you are the man. Uh, thank you for joining us. I can't, I'm going I'm to hit you up later today. I know you're a busy guy. I'm going to shoot you a text later today, but we appreciate you joining us. I know the VIP listeners appreciate you joining us. So until next time, Ice Man, have a great one. Thank you for your support, Ma. I, it was an honor to be on the show, man, and you enjoy your weekend, man, and, and props out to all your listeners, man. I hope everybody has a blessed day. All right, Ice Man, you as well. Later. Thank you. Take care. Benny, I mean, the Iceman is the guy. He's my guy. He's awesome. Ah, very cool guy, Marky. Awesome voice, I gotta say. Very unique. I can see why he made it in the radio industry. And, uh, yeah, awesome guy. I'm really happy about how his show brings on people who aren't well-known. He's got a very marketable thing going on in that industry. In, frankly, in any industry. Um, and that's why he's getting syndicated. But yeah. how interesting that he wasn't really into country at all I, I until know. about six, seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, it's things like that where you you go down a road and it leads you to something great that you didn't initially plot out for. The interesting thing is country especially is one of those things where an outsider might actually – do a better job than somebody who their whole life has loved this country right. into judging good songs or not good yeah, songs biases that aren't come known. Into play exactly. And other types of things. Yeah, when you're receiving those hundreds and hundreds of songs each week that he has to listen to, yeah, you know, those biases could get in the way, but he clearly has no biases, and that's why he does a great show, and that's why it continues to get syndicated. And, I mean, you know, you got all these top guys, their producers reaching out to him. I wasn't kidding when I said earlier on this show. That list, those charts he puts out, that's a big deal. Absolutely. Hey, it country absolutely music has is, got a man. thing going on, man. You know, it's uh, something I've been gravitating more towards over the years, and I'll continue to. I can't wait to tune back into the Iceman's show. He's got it going on. I definitely have developed an appreciation for country during my years down in West Virginia, man. Honestly, yeah. like, you know, People being a forget. Jersey you're boy. A, you're, you're a WVU Mountaineer. Yeah, being What's a Jersey not? boy, it wasn't like I enjoyed country right. at all. And it's go, not like you're from the sticks there. of New Jersey either. No, I'm you not. Know you know what I mean? Know, you know, it's not, not like, the Pine Barrens. Yeah, we have some hillbillies here in New Jersey. Yeah, frankly. for sure. But and, I'm not one of them. Yeah. I'm not down at Go Way. Right. And the Kenny Chesney concerts, which I've worked and attended, the uh, girls there are ridiculous. Everybody is having a ball in the parking lot and whatnot. It's a great atmosphere. Yeah, those shows are fantastic. I've been to my fair share of them, worked a few as security, but the whole time I was working security, I was truly just hitting on girls there. Yeah, of course. Of course. Now, to close out the episode, a few little things I want to touch on. Apple signs Oprah Winfrey to a multi-year deal to team up on content. First of all, what the hell does that even mean? Second of all, does Oprah need any more money? No. Like, can we give somebody else a chance to catch up? Seriously. Or give somebody else a chance to make a name for themselves? Uh, it should have been one of those deals where they sign Oprah Winfrey and all of it goes towards something and, and not her. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, okay, number one, uh, number one, number three, 
Oprah's pushing what seventy now? Uh, probably not that much, but definitely upper fifties for sure. All right. I mean, look, she's had a lot of work done and whatnot. She's been around for a long time. I mean, I don't know what she could possibly bring to the table content-wise. I mean, I know she's that Harpo Productions and all, but what, what does Apple need her for? I don't know. Oprah is 64 years old, yeah, by the way. But, 70. Yeah, you know, we were somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, listen, what do they need her for? Probably they don't need her at all, but she's a smart individual. She knows the entertainment content business. And so it's not a bad person to bring on, especially, you know, if who knows if she goes on trying to make a presidential run of some kind, you know, that never hurts your company. Yeah, well, I was just saying, like, thinking Facebook and Obama and Zuckerberg got in so much trouble for Facebook, sure. quote unquote, trying to sway the election or more actually on in terms of influence voters, mm-hmm. not sway the election yeah. per se. Um but anyhow, just thought that was an interesting tidbit. Oprah signing on with Apple for a multi-year content partnership deal. I can't see Whatever it being that bad means. for my Apple stock. I'll say that. Yeah, I, yeah. Who knows? That's all I care about. Now another thing, Kellen Winslow Jr., guy who played in the NFL, national champion, Miami Hurricane team, father, one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history. Um, Kellen Winslow Jr. was. Most notably uh, remembered for his locker room rant. What was mm-hmm. he calling himself a warrior or a, a soldier? soldier? I'm a soldier. Yeah, yeah. I'm a soldier. Yeah. You know, uh, he's always been a little nuts. I remember him most for his motorcycle crash. So, yeah, that. Uh, so that just plays into being nuts. Mm-hmm. But nine charges he just received, including kidnapping and rape. He's facing life in prison. Um, you know, this is a guy who grew up rich, entitled, yeah. every opportunity in the world. Mm-hmm. Similar to kind of an Aaron Hernandez who grew up, Seriously. you know, I think it was a middle class, not yeah, I was quite, as, say, but still, yeah. you know, and kind of like chose that life. Yeah, you know, he's always had a screw loose, Kellen Winslow. That was yeah. never questioned. In fact, right. when he got picked as high as he did, people questioned it because of character his concerns. character. Yes. Yeah, no, which just, is funny because his dad is known as a great character guy, a stand-up guy, an unbelievable character guy. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is wild though. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, yeah, he didn't have the career his father had, but he stuck around and bounced around the league long enough where he's set for life personally mm-hmm. based on just the money he's made. Sure. And he's got this great setup financially. He's got notoriety, um, recognition, relevancy. And he goes down the path of rape and kidnap and Insane. crime. Insane. Horrible. I know. All the people Shocking. that would all the people that would wish for like that type of life and you piss it away like that? Seriously, you gotta wonder if the CTE has any possibility. In yeah, that. I yeah, I guess, but you know, his father who played in a rougher and uh less regulated league doesn't have any of that sure well cte in and of itself doesn't cause that but the actions could be explained by cte at the same time i hate to start using that as a scapegoat no i'm with you i'm totally with you but with these nfl players especially a guy that bounced around the league for a little you know had a relatively long career when you look at the average career of an nfl player you never know i mean you know played on those miami teams played 
a lot of ball in his life. Yeah. Who knows? If no, you don't know. There, yeah, we don't know. And in all honesty, uh, he, I'm sure he was a big partier too. So no who doubt. knows what drugs and sure. substances were put into his mind during those times where his mind might not have and, been the healthiest. And grew up as an, a, a rich, entitled kid and athlete. You, know, you don't go great. to the U unless you like to party. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, on this show, we like to do the on-the-mark morons now. You are a moron! Uh, this week was Robert De Niro. Uh, the other week was J.R. Smith. Uh, it's a very real thing. There's morons out there that, you know, we need to call out. We're mm-hmm. we're not biased. You do something stupid, I gotta call you out for it. We I gotta agree. call you out for it. Yeah. Now, something... It doesn't necessarily fit the category of moron because it's not a person. It's an entity. Um, But it's something I want to talk about. Bogus news. This week, the World Cup to me was a lot of bogus news, and I'm going to tell you why. Italy and USA are not in this World Cup. We wait for the World Cup for years. And the two, like, most relevant, appreciated countries in America, uh, we can't – we don't have either team. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, everybody likes to pull for Italy because we know how much it means to that culture. Mm -hmm. People like to pull for America because that's our country. We're American. And they have cool Nike gear. And they've been trying to build up that program. Sure. And they just can't get there. It's very annoying. And then they announce the 2026 World Cup is going to be in North America. Canada, Mexico, and the USA. So it's distributed amongst three countries that currently aren't getting along. And it's in 2026. Benny, we might not even be alive. Let's call it what it is. We might not be alive. I got to say, I'm slightly excited. Not to the point where I'm jumping out of my seat or going nuts about it. Yeah, you're going to be almost 40 years old. I I don't mind the fact that it's in three different countries. Because the truth is, you can't strictly give it to Mexico. Of course You definitely can't strictly give it to Canada. Of course not. So in the but grand you could scheme strictly of things, give it to America. totally. But in the grand scheme of things, let's call it North America. Make Mexico and Canada happy. Yeah, help relations, international yeah. relations with these countries slightly. But at the end of the day, I truly do think that it being in 2026 is going to give a little adrenaline rush to U.S. soccer as a program as a whole. Yeah, I think the youth of America is going to be more excited moving forward I, I i personally am slightly more excited you know i can get go to philly see this team play in 2026 if i'm alive right and it, it's cool especially thinking that it's far enough in the future that they really can build the team to make a run in that time so the kids that are going to play in the 2026 world cup right now are probably you know 13 14 15 years old some a little older yes you know you got older soccer players that's a sport you could play into your late 30s and whatnot it's just weird man i don't yeah. know i don't get excited about things that are almost a decade away no listen totally i could care less <laughs> at the end especially of the day. you know soccer i mean you know it's one thing if hey the super bowl is going to be in philly in 2026 that's pretty cool i mean True, i wouldn't but, even get that excited about that to be honest no i'm more excited freezing, about, but i'm more excited about the super bowl being in vegas and like 2022 no one of the reasons i think like i said though it's far enough in the future and right now the people view u.s american soccer team as having a lot of young young good talent and all these older veterans so these young pool six type talents are going to be you know the leader veterans by the time this world cup gets here and as long as we can get 
another crop of really good young talented players and i believe getting this world cup is going to accomplish that this team could be scary and make a run i truly believe there's a chance yeah now if we weren't getting this world cup however and the fact that america missed out on this world cup i think it would have the inverse effect i think that it could easily not that soccer's this great rising star in america yeah, it but it could definitely further it would have definitely halted if morocco yeah, got what, what the world joke. cup I, in all serious it, over us like it wouldn't uh, the, the kids of today morocco, isis would have been trying to take control of it uh, the kids today would have been like oh what the hell do i want to care about soccer right. for i don't care how popular fifa video games are right no way this is bogus man now gang I'm going to leave you with this. We touched on international relations. Kudos to the White House and uh, President Trump for uh, smoothing things over with North Korea, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Seems like he's got them convinced that they're going to, you know, take a step into the modern day world. Uh, I can look at Kim Jong-un all day, man. He's a wacky looking guy. (laughs) The looks he was giving Trump when he said he wanted the picture of everybody to be thin and perfect. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable, Unbelievable, those looks. I love his haircut, too. He, he's a he's a, apparently a monster, but if if that isn't true, which it is true, but if it is, yeah. he kind of looks like this cute little cartoon character. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I totally great see. Great haircut too. Yeah, and I think we should all, as a nation, give Dennis Rodman the assist on this one. Absolutely. Because in all seriousness, he got laughed at about five six years ago when he started to go over there. Yeah, man, he's an avid Trump supporter now. Uh, he cares about this country. I saw him on TV crying his eyes out. He was so happy. Yeah, and then he goes to deny it, just says it was really hot and he was sweating. <laughs> He's a nut. I know. He's cool, though. The he worm. is cool. I think he definitely <laughs> deserves the assist on this one. He was on the Bad Boys, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he was on the Spurs, too, at one point. Yeah, absolutely. He was on some great friggin' teams. I know. Very cool guy. The worm. And was fucking with Carmen Electra. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Hanging with Tommy Lee, Pam Anderson. Yeah. He was in WCW for a little bit. Cool guy. I think he was a tag team champ at one point. And um, you want to talk about somebody that comes from a very, uh, like, small upbringing. And, yeah, right. Uh, I'm pretty sure a very strict upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and look, here's the thing. What is wrong with establishing... Uh, a, a respectable line of communication and agreement with North Korea. The same people that were claiming we were on the precipice of World War III and nuclear war, the same people that clamor for world peace are the same people complaining about what went down in North Korea yeah. recently. Yeah. These people now, I'm coming to realize, it's never good enough for no, them. No, they can't be happy. No, so that's just like their uh, niche to uh, frankly it's their media market's niche to make money I was just say never satisfied never happy it's their There's, sad way to contribute to society yeah and it's pathetic yeah like i said they're the same people that used to clamor for world peace mm-hmm. why can't we have world peace they're the same people that clamor about oh america's going to be annihilated by north korea mm-hmm. and then bang that wasn't good enough either i know it's kind of sad but gang we hope this episode of on the mark was good enough for you uh, frankly, Benny, I thought it was awesome. I love the ice, man. I got to get down to Nashville. We got to get down to Nashville to hang with them. I can't wait. Uh, I know you love it down there. I've never been. I want to experience it. The city's what? been calling my name since I left. So we'll, uh, we'll plot that one out. And, uh, gang, for all of us here at On The Mark, 
Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. And until next time, on the mark. The beast in me Is caged by frail and fragile bars Restless by day and by night Rants and rages at the stars God help the beast in me Beast in me has had to learn to live with pain and how to shelter from the rain, and in the twinkling of an eye might have to be restrained God help the beast in me Sometimes it tries to kid me that it's just a teddy bear and even somehow manage to vanish in the air and that is when i must beware of the beast in me that everybody They've seen him outdressed in my clothes, patently unclear. If it's New York or New Year.